0: I'm not saying we're better than everybody, but we know what's right and what's wrong. We have a podcast. From this point on, everything is candid. Everything we say, you believe. Every single week. Don't question us all right guys well it took a lot of effort it took a lot of time calling and calling and calling texting and texting trying to get this guy in i even showed up at his house he showed up at his house to say hi how you doing come to the podcast and after working him for about maybe like six months now we finally <laughs> finally reeled him in guys we finally did it
1: shane well, or do you know welcome dude how hey. you doing man
2: hey i'm doing good
0: this guys- is this is our guy right here he's been doing the tattoos on me and he's also, we've known him for
1: over 10 years for sure. Yeah. How long has it been now? For At least for me, it's been what, 14?
2: Something like that. Since right? 2009. We met in high school. 2008, 2009. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So our guest today is a close friend. He's known Monique and David forever. Tattoo artist, also a sensei, which is all around great dude. I've had the pleasure of knowing him for a while. So just want to get him on the podcast and kind of talk to him, see, hear your story about how you've gotten to where you are. I kind of know... A little bit from what I've seen, you know, after high school, everyone goes their separate ways. But I kind of wanted to start with you becoming a black belt, mainly because my, one of my favorite stories is when Monique, I guess you guys had class together. Do you want to come tell the story? It's probably better if you do it. I don't think Shane knows this at all. That's okay. This is great. Oh, this is awesome. This, this is my favorite, favorite story. be perfect yeah. then.
3: So I had met you in the first grade. So that was 2000, 2001, right? <laughs> And I don't know if we're doing, like, show and tell or if you're just really excited that you were a black belt. But I learned you were a black belt. I think maybe you even brought something to school. And you're, like, really excited and explaining, like, all the cool things you can do. And then I get home (laughs) and it was uh, the biggest coincidence ever. My dad was like, oh, Red Dragon Karate, like, it opened or I saw it or I got some sort of newsletter, like, we're going to sign you up for karate. And I was like, oh, my God, like, Shane goes to karate like yeah. he's a black belt. I'm going to have to duel him, not understanding ranking or how it takes you, like, significant amount of work and time to get there. But I was, like, sweating. And we go in there that that night, I think, and or maybe it was a Saturday. I don't know. And I got in the lobby area. There's like a lobby and one of the walls was glass and you can see the class and there's chairs for the parents to watch the class. And I saw Shane and I saw like another guy much older than Shane, also black. Shane was the youngest by far, by maybe like seven to 12 years, younger than everybody else. And like on cue, it was like a movie. I walk in and Shane does like a back handspring or something and I was like, "Oh my god." Like, I'm I was so worried. I You're was like, going to have, have to be in that, that my class first day. Yeah. Okay. And the girl was like, "Oh hi, the lady at the front desk." She's like, "Hi. Like, how are you? Are you ready?" to sign up for karate and i was like i'm really nervous and she's like why and i said do i have to be in his class and she's like no you're never gonna be in the same class and i was like oh okay and my dad was like why don't you want to be in that class and i was like that's my friend shane and he's a black belt and shane's like doing flips and like doing some sort of like routine and then he'd like kicked some guy i thought i was gonna get beat up and the lady was like no like you'll start off with white belt and this and that and then my first class was cake but not cake but i i was under the impression that i was gonna have to fight somebody (laughs) no (laughs) i stopped at yellow but that was a story i just told matt like maybe two weeks ago i think it was when you had Talk to Shane about getting a tattoo, yeah, yeah. And I had explained that story to you guys, and I was like, I don't think Shane, I th- I don't think I ever told you that story. I've never, yeah, I never. But knew that, that one. was that was like maybe twenty years ago, and I still remember that. Yeah,
2: dang, that's crazy. And you know what's funny is because that that was probably us training for a demo, because that's why there was older, like a lot older people than me there too, because it was probably all the black belts and like during that time we were performing at what's it called like there was like a like a vegas like tournament that we did every year and like there was like a big like demonstration that we did with like a bunch of different people and it's like so if we were doing Mm -hmm. choreography and like you know i was fighting people and stuff like that then i could see it being that because (laughs) yeah we were we had to be on point in the sense of like it was like a it was like a cheer routine you know what i mean like in in that sense like because yeah yeah you know yeah i just like the story
1: because. I just imagine like I met you much later, right? Yeah, So yeah. I like I have an idea of what you I think I've seen baby pictures of you or like toddler pictures of you, mm-hmm. so I have an idea of what you look like. But in my head when she mm-hmm. tells me the story, I just imagine like who's the little kid little kid in uh, Dragon Ball Z? Goku? Is it Goku? Gohan, yeah. I just, I, Trunks? Goten, Trunks. I, 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 There's I, I, a bunch I've of little kids I'm going to go with one. Goku. But I just imagine like <laughs> Shane as like Goku just walking around like just like a little angry kid that just knows he could beat anybody's ass and he's just like, yeah, oh, yeah just like knocking people out left <laughs> so, and right. Not only
3: that, I was walking by to like the other, do- not other dojo, but like the other room and the last thing I saw Shane do was break a board. <laughs> and you're like, Done! like broke a board and a half And that solidified for me I was like I never want to be in the same class as Gene. So yeah it was pretty intense
1: That's so funny
2: It was a fun time for I don't know for my brother my sister and I Because that was like the the time that like That karate studio was like the biggest And like it was I don't know it was just fun to, to Perform and like do all that as a kid I don't think as a kid your your black belt Necessarily means as much as a Six seven year old kid you know because Realistically I mean how much can you defend yourself at that age but there were certain things like again your confidence like and emotionally that were boosted in a way because of the black belt and stuff like that or because of the teaching that they gave us and stuff which again it helped me later on in life perform with other things like you saw me do the what's it called we did the not show and tell but the the thing that we do every year at at like an elementary school talent show there we go yeah we show off all your stuff and everything so i did the talent show yeah and that was like one of the times when i performed that and then like I don't know later on obviously with like mr charger i think i did later on too and then yeah it's just like it's fun to do it's it's good to know and like i think it's definitely helped me later on in life you know but it's funny to hear that story because i don't know i never think about outside perspectives of like how people i guess perceive all that you know because when i was a kid it was just like yeah i was on fire with it i was just like this is the bee's knees (laughs) like this is you know well, and like at the time, I wanted to be like a, what's it called? Uh, like Power Ranger. Or like, remember Beetleborgs? Yeah. Or like, yeah. Uh, yes. you, just,
0: oh, like, yeah.
1: You, remember, you remember Beetleborgs? Big yeah. Dude, everybody. Bad
0: Beetleborgs.
1: Big bad, bad dude, Beetle Boys. Everybody our oh, bring this up to. Yeah, nobody fucking remembers. Nobody it knows like, that I, show, dude. Better than cool. Power Rangers,
2: dude, dude. How do you? How do you not? How do you know that
0: show? Did you watch it just like for fun?
2: I mean, did like we were all children during that time, so I mean, <laughs> like,
1: dude, <laughs> nobody know, else you ever met. Dude. It's actually not a big deal, but nobody like everybody's it's, like it's, these you guys know are bringing you, it up again.
2: You, you know it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, I watched it.
1: I was kind of thinking about like you know Sensei Shane and like that journey to get there and you actually brought something up that i think is kind of interesting where you talked about like the development of you as an individual and like how it made you more confident in the things that you were able to do and i think too dalton also works at a school where like child <coughs> development is you know a big part of his life and you were a coach for all different ages right yeah how does how does karate or the discipline of karate like what is like the biggest role that you see that play in that like child development
2: it could be like the best thing and it could be like the The worst thing, I think, depending on presentation, because it can be misconstrued in the sense that it's just physical, but it's not. It's it's very mental and, sp- and spiritual as well. Like, but again, it depends on your presentation and like your instructor and how mm-hmm. how they teach. Because I, Dalton and I have talked about this before. Not everybody's the same in type of learning and stuff like that. Like, I know what type of learner I am now, which is great because now I know how I can consume knowledge and just like help myself become better. Both again in all, all aspects, whether it's like both in like the physical world and like myself, like, again, like I talked about earlier, like confidence and things like that building in within you. Cause you don't, that's not tangible, you know, but it's something that we all, we all need to get better at because again, it's like, we, why would you not want to grow as a person and stuff like that? So mm-hmm. that's the parts that I feel martial arts really helps you out with. If again, if, if presented right and if like nurtured in the right way and stuff like that, cause it could be very physical. And I've dealt with physical coaches where it's just like a military base where it's like, and that's also good too. I and mean, it's not like, a bad thing in the sense to like have that uh, strictness, but the there is like a a joy in uh, martial arts, and there's a an expression in it. I would say an expressiveness because you're you're releasing energy, and you're releasing also more than more than just energy. are releasing stress. You're releasing like just a lot of different things that you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to express in other ways and stuff like that. So for kids it can be a lot of like a stress reliever almost like it's like it's like going to the gym for them you know what i mean but without them realizing it because again you're in in the kids eyes like why would i why would i need to go work out why would i need to be healthy yeah you know and even even as an adult we we see that way too you know why would i stop drinking why would i stop smoking why would i stop eating unhealthy stuff like that you know because in right now it's not affecting you but later on when like you know you go to the doctor and they're like hey like you know you got to you got to stop, you know, <laughs> then you're like, "Oh shit, man, now I got to really stop, you yeah. know." And then it's like, then it's it's a must at that point. So, I think building the mindset of it being a must now. I was I was just, I was, just at, I was at the gym the other day and I I saw Jacob Malin. Do you guys know who Jacob Malin? Yeah. But anyway, he's my brother's friend, and we we're talking about the gym and we we're saying how it's good that people are going and stuff like that. But out of our friends and everything, but it's not it's it's more of a must for him and I mm-hmm. in the sense of like oh like I'm gonna why would you not brush your teeth before you leave in the morning? It's a must for you, you know? Why would you not take a shower? Why would it's a must? Do you know what I mean? There's certain things in your life that are a must, like, and when you don't think of it as when you don't give yourself an option for certain things like that it's a must for you then it changes um not only your mindset towards it but also to your whole mentality towards a a lot of other things and stuff like that you're more willing to more willing to accept and move forward you're more willing to change you're more willing to i think just like adjust on the fly and stuff like that like there's certain aspects of physical exercise that, that that give you a lot of again other benefits that aren't just physical, like oh appearance, like oh I can be really strong and lift a lot of weight, or in our cases like we look a lot different physically since our 10 ten ten or fourteen years ago selves, you know yeah. as like mm-hmm. as a as a high schooler and stuff like that. So that's the parts that I think it really help out with kids and stuff. But it's also hard too because it takes it takes a what is it, it takes a village to raise a kid, right? Or it yeah. takes like more mm-hmm. than one, right? So we are that village in a sense, but it's not always continuous in the sense that if you know other things come up in the in the kid's life oh i want to try other sports or schedules change you know job shifts stuff like that so when when things shift in their life you know karate it's not always like the first thing that that gets catered to you know other sports Mm -hmm. are a little bit cheaper sometimes and like it's a luxury you know it's just like tattooing yeah it's a luxury so i've been uh, thankful to be in the similar business twice because that's helped me out in both businesses because if you know how to sell a luxury business one time it's just doing it again yeah uh, another time you know so
0: yeah so what's your hot take <clears> on <for> cobra <throat> kai
2: on cobra kai yeah
0: and that goes for all three of you i've never seen it you've never I seen it
1: perfectly cheesy and i love it
2: i've never seen it you've never seen it yeah it? I'm ne- I'm actually never- you know
1: what? i was i was actually thinking about this i was like oh, i was driving to the gym and i was like what's like a fun segment we could do and i kind of like wanted to i wish i had more time because i would have prepared but i thought about it last second
2: I have one already. You, do? you guys, yeah, because you guys just did it earlier, and I was gonna chime in earlier. Which one, dude? Just do all like show tunes, just but like the intros. Show t- I would be sugar, true. spice, and everything nice. Power These power were power the ingredients to, come high. on. You could you could fucking do we? I uh, we could go all day with this because like yeah. curse the cowardly dog too.
1: Curse, yeah. I forgot good, about that. That show used to scare the shit out of me. Like legitimately, I would go to bed like afraid. I think that that, I think that's weird. just you.
0: Was no, it? that show was terrible. Thank you.
1: Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that it was
2: surreal. For the longest time, like, that was like my fall asleep it was like show. Surreal horror. How? I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't think that show was that scary. I that thought show it was terrified like terrified me. It was just a little like weird. No, that show Invader terrified. Zim. That was also Zim like really creepy. Awesome. Like and like, like weird. That, dude, that was like.
1: Well, I don't know what the difference between the two was. I think it was just the setting. I think no, because like, Invader
0: Zim was like very stylistically and tonally consistent. And Courage would, like, have these random-ass animation changes. That's what made it great, though. It's like you're going through, like, a new adventure every time. It was was low-key,
1: kind of like an acid trip for kids. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: why the two of you like it a lot more than us, (laughs) too.
1: Yeah, no. No, but I was thinking, I was like, because I love kung fu movies. Uh Ip Man, I will rewatch them all the time. I have no problem. I will binge-watch them any day of the week. So I was like, we should, like, have Shane, as an expert, sit down and, like... This is actually a thing. Oh, he can do the
0: variety thing. thing where he sits.
1: Yeah. In. Mm. All right, Shane, I'm going to show you this clip. Can you do this? Can you go? do it? I mean, now.
2: I, I would not be the person to be able to do that stuff because that's like a whole different style. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I, in that style, that's, that's technically Wing Chun or it technically it, it turns into like what Bruce Lee turned, what yeah. turned it into, which is Jeet Kune Do. But yeah, that wouldn't, I barely, I barely know anything in that. Like the only, the only part I learned maybe three months, worth of it from somebody okay but that was about it and like it wasn't even much it was like a few classes so. i feel like
1: you're underselling yourself but
2: i understand yeah so i will always understand i just myself. believe i just believe in you shane i'm sorry did
0: you have more <laughs> based influences and role models or was it mainly the power rangers when i was a kid
2: for just sure throughout. i wanted to be like a power ranger like on tv oh, like okay. and like like you know what i mean that was like the idea like because it was i don't know i just that's what i saw like as a kid you know yeah. what i mean that's what i related it to and i think that's like honestly like what he related it to in the lesson the first karate lesson right they take you in the back and stuff what that money um, the back room is like in the very back like where like the private lesson room was at where they would do like the one-on-one for the first time they would show you like the whole studio along the way like oh this is where your main class would be at this would be like the second small classroom you'd wait in here for your actual class and then the very back was like the restroom and then that's where they had like the one-on-one like room anyways that instructor at the time i think it was sensei carlos he 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 basically sold us the lesson and was like oh like you know like a power ranger you know you got to just punch it and stuff like that you know certain things he would relate that way and stuff like that so that's what as a kid i'm pretty sure that's how i could just correlated it and then one time we went with my brother my sister and i and i was old enough i was already talking and stuff like that because i had we had to speak lines and stuff and we went to, like, a little commercial, like, agency place or whatever. And we had to all read lines. And that guy was, like, asking us, like, oh, like, how badly would you want to be, like, on TV or, like, on a scale of, like, 1 to 10? You know what I mean? Like, how bad do you want to do this and stuff? Yeah. And my brother and my sister, I think, answered, like a seven or something like that or seven or eight and i was like i said 10 i was like let's go like, <laughs> fucking put me on you know i mean? a star baby put me out there well because as a kid i was already performing like in front of crowds and stuff like that like we had like the story of monique was referencing that was getting us ready to go to vegas and at the time that vegas tournament was like one of the bigger tournaments because yeah. it was it was during a really big time in martial arts if you will like mm-hmm. it was after the 80s it was, like, early, like, after the 90s, and then it was, like, early 2000s. It was still really strong and stuff like that. And then it started to die, to die down a little bit after that. But it was, like, prime time for that era. Anyways, we were already performing in front of a lot of people. I had already done, like, a lot of tournaments at that time. So, it was normal for me to, like, be in front of, like, a spotlight and stuff yeah, like so that. so it and wasn't it, anything new. Yeah, and I didn't really think of it as anything else. And, I, and it it's I was reading something the other day there's only two fears that kids are born with and it's the fear of falling and loud noises and mm-hmm. I think that was just something that I just didn't have a fear to at the time like also too, like I fucking didn't have a fear of like the ocean now I fucking have like <laughs> a terrible fear of the ocean and being that like in the open <laughs> ocean and stuff like that yeah but I mean there's certain things that I think going back to the, what your question was earlier with the whole martial arts stuff I was conditioned a certain way basically and again there's certain things that I, for sure I was conditioned and it was not a good conditioning but also too there were Certain things that were a great conditioning, but not everything sticks. So I think just my parents tried to give us the best chance to uh, succeed, and they saw that karate was going to give us that along with all the other things because I I did other sports. I did hockey. I did baseball. I did I did flag football. I didn't do actual like tackle football and stuff like that. But I got into water polo swim. Then I did volleyball for a season, ice hockey for a season. I mean, I, I played other sports and I did other things, but that was all during karate. And then we all stopped when Brittany got into high school because when she got into high school, it was two years after we had our black belt. Our main instructor had left the studio and then we all didn't necessarily have time for that other sports because high school sports demanded you guys know demanded way more time of 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 you and stuff like that so she wasn't going to do it my brother was already losing interest and then i was like well they're not going to do it and so i'm not going to go by myself so i'm just not going to go so then i stopped for a long time and then i got into teaching later on and that's That's I think the biggest development that I made with it, but also too I wouldn't have had that development then if I didn't have it as a kid. So it was like it kind of goes hand in hand. But I think my black belt as a kid doesn't necessarily to me now it doesn't necessarily mean as much as a kid. Of course you're gonna be like fucking look at my look at my new toy like you know what I mean because that's kind of what it was as a kid. Like I was just like carry my trophy in the front (laughs) door from the tournament. You know what though, but that was that was part of stuff like that like there was a story when i I won at a tournament they always had us bring our trophies back because they wanted us to promote the tournament they wanted us to promote that we were winning and stuff like that and to show the other kids like hey you can go to these tournaments and win and i remember bringing back my trophy one time i won first place and i bragged to one of the other kids and my instructor saw and like he pulled me aside Dude, he, like, just chewed into me, took my belt and everything. And, like, that was, like, one of the memories that was like, ingrained into my head to where, again, like you said, I'll, I'll, I'll always undersell myself in martial arts because mm-hmm. I got chewed out one time for bragging.
0: Poor memory, I, baby.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. just I just don't even, like, anybody who's, like, oh, like, I can fight. It. Cool, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even, like, I, I really try to be just be not that guy anymore because yeah. I was that guy when I was a kid. And, like, for me as a kid, it resonated. So now as an adult, it just, it echoed, you know, yeah. and stayed. So certain things, again, stayed as a kid into to adulthood, but then other things left me. Like they always promoted like, you know, being like cleanly and certain things like that. But we all know how that fucking works. Sometimes yeah. it just fucking goes <laughs> out the window, you know? certain certain things, but then you learn it later on in life and stuff. So when I taught, it went hand in hand because I was, uh, you, you, you guys know, if you can't live two lives, you can't, you can't be a certain way in one place and then go home and then be something else. Or you can't you can't go to work and yes, you can put on like your your work face and like your work voice. And that's not what I mean. It's it's more of the the guy that this is a more of an extreme situation. But like the guy that like goes that goes home to their, their wife and has that life and then goes to work and stuff. But then is cheating on the side or something like that. You're yeah. being you're being that that's an extreme. But that's a that's the two different lives I'm talking about. So when I was teaching. I had to be the person that I was talking to the kids about. Yeah. I had to be that person because I couldn't not after a while. Like when I first started, for sure, I was like 19. I didn't, I was a kid, you know, I, I yeah. really, and I'm still a kid at, at now. We all are. But I didn't realize what I had to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was more just like, oh, I'm a, t- I'm a karate teacher. Like I'm just going to teach karate and it'll be cool. And like, you know, and still like go and like, and not that, the the partying and drinking and stuff like that really like affects it but when you're showing up to work late because you were out late you know or when you're hung over the next day and you're showing up to work hung over and it's like you have to teach the kids and like certain things like that or like uh you miss your you miss the (laughs) 5 a you miss the 5 a.m and and teach no but teach their own with that but like it's to me it affected me in a way to where it was like i can't be that person around these kids like and and it was you want it to show was, your best hand yeah it yep. was like you it, it like pushed me to like to be that person everywhere you know yep. what i mean because i couldn't just i couldn't just talk about it i had to be about it you there know you I, I had to yeah right it's it's the it's the full responsibility of it and i think that's something that as now i've re- realized is uh the beauty of of owning things like yep. the beauty of owning whatever it is owning the 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 embarrassing stories all that stuff it's like yeah it sucks but it's like it's fucking it feels so much better when you just like don't run from it and you just like you run to it you embrace it like that's something that i i've been trying to do more of i guess more recently in yeah. the past i think 2 to 3 years but it's crazy how when you <clears throat> do that it kind
1: of takes those it, it takes the 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 power away from those situations right like you can be in the like those moments that you have in the shower and you think about that one thing you said back you know 15 years ago and it still makes you cringe you know what i mean and I, it's funny you bring that because like i've been kind of going through that recently where i'm just like you know what and this is kind of my like like you said like I completely 1,000% connect and agree with everything you just said. Like living two lives is incredibly complicated and complex and it's very hard and it's almost impossible because at some point you're going to look yourself in the mirror and be like, which side of this mask am I, yeah. right? Like wh- what is really me? And then you have this identity crisis mm-hmm. and that is, leads to its own fucking you know adventure, right? That I hope everybody goes on because I think that finding who your identity is is incredibly important, right? I, I think that that all comes
0: from having the maturity level like internally of mm-hmm. being like, okay – is it really that complicated? Yeah. And then when you simplify it and simplify it and simplify it, it's really like I did it. I'm still here. I'm like you told me like I can I still have arms, I still have legs, mm-hmm. I can still wiggle around. Like I'm I'm okay. Yeah. And once you figure out like it's all going to be okay in the end, like no matter what, you're going to fucking figure it out because you proved it to your time and time prove it to yourself time and time again. Yeah. To show that, you know?
1: Yeah. And and one thing that kind of helped me from what it sounds like, you know, you've you know, figure, not figured out, but you know, you've come to terms with is like, I firmly believe that right and wrong is the destination that you place after the fact. Right. Because like whenever we're presented with the situation, we do what we can with the information that we have at the moment. It's always years after months later, we find out an- another side of the story. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now that that memory that we thought we were so right about it now is like cringy, you know. So like for those moments for me where I'm like, oh, God, like, why did I do that? I'm like, you know what? Like one, I just, I was doing what I thought was right, you know, yeah. and it wasn't. And I was wrong. But like, stop. I like For me, it was more of like I need to be OK with not being right. Yeah. Like you're gonna fuck up. Like yeah. it, it is what it is, and the second you can kind of embrace that, it it's strangely empowering to yourself and to the future decisions that you make and the future people that you become. Right. So it's just it's fascinating. It, it's fun to me to like I've known you for so long. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like like we've both have grown and changed for a lot from the the two kids that met in mm-hmm. you know in english class
2: i want to hear this is where your first impression comes oh, first up impression right? come, on. Story.
1: come on now yeah so uh i was a new kid on campus this was actually before i met david i hadn't even talked to you yet i had only talked to people my cousin dylan and a couple people from willow that remembered me i hadn't talked to a single person so i walk into this english class i almost like left i almost left during mr mccabe's science class because i was like fuck this This is too much. Like, you know, I just, I wasn't with my friends. I didn't, I just didn't like it. Right. And so I go and I sit down and I'm like, I walk into class and I'm like looking for who to sit by. And so I I sit down in this, in my seat or whatever, like second row back, second seat back, second row from the left of the middle column.
2: Wow. You're very specific right now because I do not remember this classroom at all. I remember.
1: I remember. And then this kid walks in and I remember thinking, I just got like good vibes and I was like, Thinking, like, oh, this, this guy's cool. And I was like, oh, cool. I hope he sits next to me so I can like introduce myself. <laughs> and so, sure enough, it's Shane. Shane comes in and he sits right behind me. And I'm like, oh, cool, right on. And so, I don't know what the fuck kind of day you had, but I turned around and I was like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Matt. And you just like looked at me and you are just like, what's up? And I just turned back around. I was like, "Well, all right." <laughs> I was like, "That that did not go." So the first person that I had spoken to on my first day of school was Shane. That I didn't know, and he just got oh shot my down.
2: God. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah, I mean, sure, Shane. I, I, sorry. Positive. Shane. Honestly, I was, again, trying to, speaking back to those two lives and stuff yeah. like that, that was trying to be a different person at the yeah. time. Like, I think everybody during high school was socially pressured to be someone else. And Absolutely. it's that's the hardest thing, I think, for every kid to go through is, like you said, finding themselves, but then going through school and not losing yourself. That's, that's you lose yourself all the time. And we, we lose ourselves as, a, as adults. But yep. for a kid to lose themselves, you know as well as I do, there's so many kids that lose themselves so early on, and then they never, never come find, back. Yeah. They find someone else, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's that's where something like karate or something like, for some people, dance, art, singing, it could be, there's so many, again, there's so many different forms of expressiveness. And I think that's where our generation's starting to, to find this in our jobs. And I think that's where... It now fuels uh, a better lifestyle for everybody because now if you're if you're self fulfilled in what you're doing and creating every day and making money for it, then not only do you feel good, but you're also gonna gonna benefit elsewhere. Like you're feeling good elsewhere now. You're feeling good for your friends. You're feeling good for your family. You're feeling good for your, and again not for them, but it's more of a result of just like it happening just like if you're if you eat good and you work out like it's going to be your result is going to be you looking good and like being healthy and shit like that like it's just a result of it's not like a and you could call it a co- you can call it a consequence even too because those words are interchangeable. But it depends on the way you look at it. And like you said, with there's your decisions are not necessarily right or wrong. But in the in the long term, you always find out different stories. I think that's where we all try to f- we all try to like control too much. Mm-hmm. And when we when we don't get a certain result and stuff like that, we we see it in a certain way. And if you let go of certain words, and again. <laughs> being conditioned in a certain way as a kid we were we were conditioned to be positive and cheer for our partners and stuff like that so in karate you know you're in a, in a line drill and you have a team of four so you got four people going to a bag they do three punches and they got to go around to the back of your line do three jumping jacks get back in line and stuff well what do you do while you're in line while you're waiting when you're not doing jumping jacks when you're not punching stuff like that well you're cheering so as a kid like we were cheering and stuff like that but then as an adult now i'm finding different word choices because i'm realizing i'm the only one cheering in class like you know what i mean i'm mm-hmm. the main I'm the the instructor, like you know what I mean. I'm the main person, like going at it and stuff like that. So if I'm just literally going, yeah, good job guys, yeah, good job guys, and like literally the whole class is just that, it's gonna be really dull, really boring, kind of like when you're doing the mic check earlier and going check, check, check. You Uh know what I mean? It's like there's there's certain things that just don't fit. And again, certain word choices do fit. If I use the word results um, versus consequences with somebody for, for a kid, at least I think it's a it's a big change in their in their aspect and their demeanor, yeah. especially with kids. Um, Words are in, huge in, in, in where you where you work where, at. Because where I work, yeah, yeah, because uh-huh. it's it, it could be threatening to them almost right away, like a, like a dagger. Because your word can either cradle them or it can just again jab at them, and and without you. Um, realizing it. it might just be in your vocabulary and that's that's okay but if I think if again if we all learn to say if we all learn to but if, if at an early age we learn to do not only comprehend because that's also that's a big part of it too we can't we can't express certain things if we don't know how to comprehend so vocabulary is huge thus reading certain things like that or even auditory learning knowing what type of learner you are and stuff like that because yeah. then you can again absorb it faster and stuff these are all different ways I feel like I've kind of I guess learned from karate and again learn from just teaching just because again you have to be a certain way and you have to express certain things and there were certain words that we had to use every week and stuff like that that were like you know words of the month you so you have like confidence and we talk about oh different ways you could have confidence well i have confidence and you show it in different ways well i could have confidence and just going up to somebody and saying Hey, I'm Matt Drum. I'm a new student here. What's your name? You know what I mean? And like, just like you did with me, that's, that's a sign I think that you had early on. And it shows, I think, in your job and stuff like that. And obviously with the CrossFit gym that you own now, like there's a, there's certain things that you do as a kid that you don't realize affect you later on. And again, whether it's a good or bad decision, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a decision. And I don't think there's necessarily a good or bad in it. It's just more of it's a decision. Like it just happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And like you learn, you learn. All the things that you want in life, and you also learn the things that you don't want in life. And a lot of times are the things that we don't want later on are the things that we are embarrassed of, or the things that we, that we, we realize we, we just don't want. Like, we had the time we were like, yeah, this is the fucking, again, this is the bee's knees. Like, you know, when I'm six years old showing off this black belt, this is the bee's knees. But really, like, from an outsider's perspective, it's like, dude, you're a six year old with a black belt. Like, I can kick your ass. Like, (laughs) Like, straight up, like, that's like the way I think of it now. You know what I mean? But again, who's gonna, who's gonna pick on a six year old? Like, you're, you're, you're an asshole if you're picking on a yeah. six-year-old. You know what I mean? Unless, like, unless, again, unless I'm fighting someone, I guess, around my age and stuff like that. But even then, oh, I got a little sidetracked with that's this. That's okay. All, but no, that's no, literally no. this entire that's podcast. Perfect.
1: <laughs> so if you guys made it this far into the podcast, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you are listening to this. Uh, you can find us on any social media at Drum Podcast. And, you know, I've, I'm ready to go run through a wall, so I'm sure you guys are too. So go do that. <laughs> but until next week, everybody stay safe, stay healthy. Until then, I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.